48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Hong Kong's top swimmer raises hopes of a third medal for the SAR at the Tokyo Games. Campaigners take to the streets to try to clear cars from parts of Central in favour of pedestrians. And elderly people start taking advantage of the government's walk-in vaccination programme. Hong Kong's top swimmer, Siobhan Hoi, has raised hopes for a third medal at the Tokyo Games. Todd Harding has details. Hohi recorded the second fastest time in this morning's semi-final of the women's 100 metres freestyle. She swam it in 52.4 seconds, just marginally slower than the 52.32 from Australia's Emma McEwen in the other semi-final. Hohi smashed her own Asian record set just the day before, raising hopes for an unprecedented second swimming medal for Hong Kong. The final takes place tomorrow morning. Hohi took silver in yesterday's 200 metres freestyle, Hong Kong's second medal at the Tokyo Games. Also this morning, badminton players Che Ying Sut and Tang Chun-man were beaten by top-seeded China duo Jung Si-wei and Huang Yao-chong in the semi-finals of the mixed doubles. Tomorrow morning, they take on the Japanese team for a chance for the bronze medal. The first person in Hong Kong to be found guilty of national security offences will find out his sentence tomorrow after the High Court has been hearing mitigation from his lawyers. Timmy Sung reports. Defence counsel Clive Grossman urged court to take into account that the 24-year-old Tongging Kit was the first person convicted under the national security law, and people now know the consequences of the law following his conviction. He said the nature of the case wasn't serious, as Tong was just riding around on his motorcycle, displaying a flag which he described as stupid and an attempt to poke fun at police. He also said Tong was regretful for injuring officers. The former restaurant worker faces life in prison over terrorism and inciting secession charges. He was arrested on July the 1st last year, hours after the legislation took effect, for driving his motorbike into a group of police while flying a protest flag that read Liberate Hong Kong Revolution of Our Times. Some elderly people have been taking advantage of the government's walk-in program for people aged 70 and over at community COVID vaccination centres. Queues were seen outside some centres ahead of the opening times in Lai Kok. One elderly man said he arrived at 6 o'clock this morning. He said he lived alone and didn't know how to book online. The government started allowing walk-ins to boost the vaccination rate for the elderly. Campaigners will take to the streets this afternoon to promote an idea to pedestrianise Queen's Road Central. James Ockenden, editor of Transit Jam and producer of RTHK's Wham Bam Tram Show, says the government put the idea forward 20 years ago but gave up pursuing it. He denied such zones caused traffic jams because evidence from overseas showed overall traffic was reduced because people stopped making non-essential journeys. He said the government promised to study the feasibility of the plan as long as local businesses support it. Mr Ockenden explained how they would sell the idea. People walking, if people are strolling along, it's proven in many cities in Europe in particular that people spend more money. So it's good for the economy if people have space and if people can get around easier. So the idea that only rich people in cars that come and stop and then spend money in the jewellery store, you know, is not correct. We've seen it proven. So it's good for business and it's good for health and it's also good for carbon plans, which Carrie Lam has announced. Uh, overseas now, and an infrastructure bill worth more than a trillion US dollars has cleared a major hurdle in the US Senate, passing a procedural vote. A formal debate can now begin on the programme, one of President Biden's main priorities. Earlier, Republican and Democratic leaders announced they'd agreed on the legislation's key elements following months of negotiations. Republican Senator Rob Portman said working together was the right thing to do. Every American believes that roads and bridges, ports and waterways, even our digital infrastructure needs to be updated. And 
Washington has known that for years. Every president in modern times has proposed a major infrastructure investment, and despite the popularity of it, Washington hasn't been able to get it done. This time, we're going to get it done. President Biden has promised to work with both parties to ensure the bill's passage. A federal judge in the United States has revoked the pretrial release of a former Virginia police officer accused of taking part in the Capitol riot on January 6th. Judge Christopher Cooper determined Thomas Robertson to be a risk to public safety after prosecutors learned that since his arrest he'd been stockpiling high-powered assault weapons and ammunition while awaiting trial. He also appeared to endorse political violence in social media posts. Mr Robertson was sacked from his police post following the attack on the US Congress. Joe Biden has met the exiled Belarusian opposition leader Svetlana Tikhanovskaya at the White House to offer his support. Mr Biden wrote on Twitter that the United States stood with the people of Belarus in their quest for democracy and universal human rights. Ms Tikhanovskaya thanked him and said her country was on the front line of a battle between democracy and autocracy. This is like a very significant meeting, like message to the whole world that the greatest country in the world is with us. And uh, this meeting is like uh, success of uh, of of all the Belarusians that are fighting at the moment. She considers herself to be the real winner of last year's election in Belarus. Aid workers say hundreds of thousands of children in Lebanon are going to bed hungry as their parents struggle to cope with an extremely severe economic crisis. The charity Save the Children has urged the world to do more. Here's the BBC's Alan Johnson. A report by the charity Save the Children warns that Lebanese families are increasingly unable to pay for the basic necessities, food, electricity and medicine. They're being forced to eat less or eat poorer quality food. Some families are having to sell things like their furniture and more and more children are being sent out to work. The charity says the longer this goes on, the more likely it is that children will slide into malnutrition which could ultimately lead to deaths. The Palestinian Health Ministry says a 12-year-old boy shot by Israeli troops on Wednesday has died in hospital. The ministry said the boy was hit in the chest while travelling in a car with his father near the West Bank city of Hebron. He's the second young Palestinian to die as a result of Israeli fire in recent days. A 17-year-old died after being shot during disturbances on Friday. Ethnic Serb political leaders are boycotting Parliament in Bosnia and Herzegovina to protest against a new law making genocide denial a criminal offence. The legal change was imposed after the United Nations High Representative to the country intervened last week. Valentin Insko explained why he decided to act. I gave local politicians the chance to uh, adopt a law on their own. And this would be the best. Uh, because good local solutions are the best solutions, yeah? But four or five efforts have failed, and in the last 10 years there was no possibility to have such a law on genocide denial or, or, or against glorification of war criminals. The Serb leaders have been accused of playing down the Srebrenica massacre. Nearly 8,000 Muslim men and boys were killed by Serb fighters in 1995. A woman who pulled off a multi-million dollar heist by swapping diamonds for garden pebbles has been found guilty of theft at a court in London. Lulu Lakatash has st- stole the gems from a top London jeweller. Prosecutors say the $5.8 million heist is the highest value theft of its kind ever committed in the UK. The BBC's Sanchez Berg reports. It could be the plot of a Hollywood film. In March 2016, Lulu Lakatash went to the Mayfair jeweller's boodles claiming to be a gem expert called Anna, who was working for Russian buyers. 
In the basement showroom, she grabbed a purse containing seven valuable diamonds, replacing it with one holding pebbles instead. The jewelers were suspicious, but by the time they realized the swap had happened, the woman and her accomplices were already in France. Today, a jury found Lakotosh guilty of theft. The police said they were still working to identify all members of the gang. Dusty Hill, the bassist for the American blues rock band ZZ Top, has died at his home in Texas. He was 72. He was forced to pull out of several shows this month because of a hip injury. He was part of ZZ Top, known all over the world for their long beards and sunglasses for more than half a century. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. Dusty Hill joined ZZ Top shortly after they formed in 1969. He was the band's bassist, but it was Hill who sang on one of the group's early hits, the hugely popular single, Tush. Hit after hit would follow with 15 studio albums and sell-out concerts. Posting on the group's official website, his bandmates, Billy Gibbons and Frank Beard, said they, along with legions of ZZ Top fans, would miss Hill's steadfast presence and good nature. Several big tech companies in the United States, including Google and Facebook, are making it mandatory for workers wanting to return to their offices to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The streaming giant Netflix is reported to have implemented mandatory vaccination for the cast and crew of all of its US productions. And Apple is believed to be planning to restore its mask requirement policy at most of its American retail stores. A Baptist University's adjunct professor in business says it's appropriate for the government to invoke rarely used powers under the company's ordinance to investigate Next Digital, saying many questions remain unanswered regarding the media company's financial affairs. Speaking on an RTHK program, Nelson Lamb, who's also an accountant, said the probe should look, could look into how the company, why the company paid off a debt of $150 million in advance to its major shareholder, Jimmy Lai, in April, even though some staff members weren't paid when Apple Daily closed down in June. He said these matters should be cleared up in the public interest. Samsung Electronics' net profits surged more than 70% in the second quarter thanks to higher memory chip prices fueled by demand from the pandemic. The South Korean tech giant said net profits rose 73.4% year-on-year to 9.6 trillion won or 8.4 billion US dollars for the April to June period. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.77 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 82 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,176. That's 708 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $144 billion. And now with the sports, here's at Todd Harding. We start, of course, in Tokyo, where, as you heard a little earlier, Hong Kong's top swimmer, Siobhan Hohi, has qualified in fine style for the final of the 100 metres freestyle, finishing second fastest in the semi-finals with a new personal best and Asian record time of 52.40, behind Emma McEwen of Australia, who touched the wall in the time of 52.32. The final will take place at just before 10am tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. He has already won a silver medal in the 200 metres freestyle, where Australian Ariana Titmus took the gold. Hong Kong's mixed doubles badminton pairing of Tang Chun-man and Tse Ying-sut have lost their semi-final to top-seeded Chinese duo Jung Si-wei and Huang Ya-chong in two straight games, 21-16, 21-12. They will next play Japan's Yuta Watanabe and Arisa Higashino for the bronze medal tomorrow. 
China have won the gold medal in the women's 4 by 200 meters freestyle relay in a world record time of 7 minutes 40.33 seconds. More from Vicky Wong. The Chinese quartet's time bettered Australia's record of 7 minutes 41.50 from the 2019 World Championships. The United States won the silver and Australia took the bronze. A little earlier, China's Zhang Yufei proved unstoppable in the women's Olympic 200 meters butterfly final, blasting to the gold medal in the third fastest time ever. It was China's first gold medal in the swimming pool in Tokyo. The 23-year-old has been in red-hot form this year and hit the wall in a new Olympic record time of 2 minutes 3.86 seconds, ahead of Americans Reagan Smith and Haley Flickinger. Zhang had already won silver in the 100 meters butterfly. Ireland has won its first ever rowing gold medal. Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy finished first in the lightweight men's double skulls, holding off a challenge from their German competitors. It was for Ireland a silver medal five years ago at the Rio Olympics. They've gone one better. They're at the top of the podium. They're holding off the last chance push from the Germans. And Ireland are the Olympic champions. And with that, they have made history in this event. They've made history for Ireland. O'Donovan won silver five years ago in Rio alongside his brother Gary, becoming household names in Ireland. Japan are flying high in Tokyo and they have a new hero in gymnastics. The BBC's Craig Templeton has more. Japan has a new superstar. Daiki Hashimoto, 19 years old, all-around gymnastics champion. It's the event that's the truest test of a gymnast's overall skill. Six different pieces of apparatus it came down to the final one. With his high bar routine, Hashimoto knew he needed to be bold. He went for it. His reward, gold. We're almost halfway through day six of the Tokyo Games and a short while ago the medals table looked like this. The United States topped the table with 13 golds followed by China and host nation Japan who also have 13 each but have far fewer silver medals. Medalists at the Tokyo Olympic Games are the first ones in the history of the competition to win medals made completely out of recycled electrical goods, mostly mobile phones. The gold medals are made from pure silver plated with about 6 grams of gold, while the silver ones are made from pure silver and the bronze ones from gunmetal. And that's our look at sports. And to end the news, top stories once again. Hong Kong's top swimmer has raised hopes of a third medal for the SAR. Elderly people start taking advantage of the government's walk-in vaccination programme and campaigners take to the streets to try to clear cars from parts of Central. And a quick look at the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with occasional showers and isolated squally thunderstorms. It'll be hot this afternoon. And the outlook is there'll be occasional showers and squally thunderstorms in the next couple of days. The showers will be heavy at times. And the thunderstorm warning is in effect until 3 o'clock this afternoon. And that's the news from RTHK. you 
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 29th of June, July, sorry, July is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan. I'm still on an Olympic high watching Siobhan this morning. Amazing. I can't wait to watch her in the finals tomorrow. Anyway, this afternoon on the 123 show, our intern Samuel Lee will be exploring the problems of fake news as he talks to a fact-checking reporter and a professor on how we can spot, check and avoid the impact of misinformation. And after the 2 o'clock news, Sadia Osmani joins us for our Thursday chinwag. And today we'll be talking about the Olympics. And finally, after 2.30, Andrew Dambina joins us for some global and local updates of art news in this week's Artsing Around. Feel free to weigh in, feel free to chip in, feel free to join in the conversation this afternoon on the 123 Show. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk if you want to make any suggestions or have any great guests that you think we should feature on the 123 Show, then I'd love uh, to hear from you. Or, or if you're doing something great for Hong Kong, I'd love to hear from you as well. Get in touch with me. You can drop me a message on my Facebook Facebook page, Noreen 